want to know a secret? Many cities could accommodate much of the added growth they've seen and will be seeing without taking up any additional ground area. One of my favorite project types is one that is rarely seen in the U.S., especially on West Coast cities. Aufstockungen, German for vertical additions, are an intelligent and innovative way to recompact cities, and they offer some really interesting co-benefits. It's also an area that intersects with several of my interests, building codes, prefabrication, circularity, mass timber, passive house and energetic retrofits, and of course, housing. Today on the Livable Low Carbon City podcast, we'll be discussing the merits of vertical additions and what cities could do to facilitate more of them. Welcome to the Livable Low Carbon City podcast, the show about the interconnectedness of low carbon living, decarbonized buildings, and quality of life. I am your host, Michael Eliason, architect and founder of Large Lab. What really got me interested in this idea, Aufstockungen Vertical Editions, was a project that we were working on that explored the possibility of doing a vertical extension to an existing 100-year-old building here in the Pacific Northwest. It was three stories, wood-framed, not in the greatest shape, but fairly solid and typical of buildings of that era that are still around today. And part of this process was looking uh, at recent examples from both a structural standpoint as well as design constraints and opportunities. Naturally, given my affinity for all things German, there was a fair amount of time looking at solutions that were being done in Austria and in Germany. After working through some of the structural concepts with our engineer, basically came to the realization that the utilization of cross-laminated timber, the opportunity to not alter most of the building. The project was a one-story addition to an existing three-story wood frame building. The owners were very savvy and had a very good design sense. They were all in on the mass timber component, and it really would have been an incredible project. But in the end, financial constraints really killed this project. In order to accommodate added floor, the existing building would have needed both an energetic retrofit as well as seismic retrofits of the structure. Both of these would have been fairly intensive and costly, and the building code also wouldn't have allowed a vertical addition without slotting in a second protected stairway or an exterior stairway. The owners realized that in order to do this project, they would have had to raise rents significantly, which would have forced many of their residents to move. Most of them have been there a long time. And so it's unfortunate that this project didn't go through, although I think that they made the right call in trying to preserve more affordable housing for their residents. But the future of the building is also uncertain. As the city keeps increasing the housing capacity of areas that already allow and have multifamily housing through up zones and rezones, instead of spreading that capacity more broadly, that eventually this building will be cannibalized for an even larger one, one that likely has significantly smaller units and is much more expensive. So after this project was shelved, I was still really enthralled with this as a project type. I spent a little bit of time researching and writing about them. And interesting to note, there is a lot of information on the potential for these kinds of projects. Unfortunately, much of it is in German and inaccessible. The potential for vertical additions, Aufstockungen, when you have a city with really good bones, is ginormous. It turns out that the feasibility of adding an additional floor or floors to an existing pre-war building is pretty easy. 
These surviving buildings, largely with the structure of stone, brick, block, or concrete, can often accommodate quite a bit of gravity load, especially when you incorporate a lightweight system utilizing steel or wood, such as mass timber. In addition, post-war prefabricated concrete buildings, the Plattenbauten that dot much of northern and eastern Europe, are also fairly amenable to lightweight vertical additions. There have been several studies on the potential for vertical additions in both Germany and Austria. A study for the inner city of Graz found that a one to two story vertical addition to existing buildings had the potential for another 40 to 80 additional homes per block, which is more than double the number of existing single family homes on an average block in city like Seattle. And that single-family block encompasses some 80% of the land area where housing is actually legal. A similar study for the city of Vienna found that there was potential for tens of thousands of new homes and vertical additions. So this is just building on top of their existing housing stock. When we visited Vienna in 2017 for the International Passive House Conference, the place we stayed was actually a rooftop addition to an existing building from the late, late 1800s. And these kinds of projects are already incredibly common in Vienna. And there's this interesting almost subculture i think about living in the dachgeschoss living on the rooftop that doesn't really exist to the same degree in the u.s and what was probably even more interesting from a social standpoint was the number of residents that would add some sort of viewing platform or deck or anything to kind of get up and over their neighbors to see a more extensive view to have that prospect a large study was undertaken by TU Darmstadt in Germany to calculate the potential for new affordable homes, and it found the potential for new housing to be somewhere between 2.3 and 2.7 million homes, and this was just in the core areas of German cities. And the breakdown of this is really interesting. 1.5 to 1.9 million were on top of existing residential buildings built from 1950 to 1990, so a lot of the Platten that I mentioned earlier. Another 560,000 homes could be incorporated on top of office and administrative buildings and a further 400,000 on top of single-store retail spaces, like grocery stores or warehouses, all while maintaining the stores on the ground floor. It's interesting to note that this study also only found the potential for 350,000 homes in existing vacant office buildings. So in all, the potential for new homes via Aufstockungen vertical additions was almost six times that of retrofitting office buildings. Now, it would be interesting to see this study revisited and how those numbers have changed post-pandemic. As we know, office demand has dropped fairly precipitously in the U.S. I would guess it has dropped fairly significantly as well in Europe. I'll also note that office to residential conversions seem to be much more cost-effective in Germany. Part of this owing to daylight standards that prevent the incredibly deep floor plates that are common in most U.S. post-war construction. And I think this is a topic for an upcoming episode as well, so look for that. So here at Large Lab, we've talked to a number of jurisdictions throughout North America about this very topic, and it's been amazing to realize that it really isn't on the radar of a lot of cities, nor is it common among city leaders or state and regional legislators that we've talked to. But one of the recurring questions that we get is, why should this approach be accommodated or incentivized? And our answer is generally along the lines of this. There are an incredible number of benefits and co-benefits that can be realized with this approach, with Aufstockungen. The first, it reduces the pressure to tear down older and existing buildings. 
homes. There are a number of benefits for this. One, it preserves existing affordable housing. It also reduces the gentrification and displacement pressures compared to when existing and more affordable housing would get demolished for new expensive housing. Second, it allows cities to accommodate more homes without sealing more surfaces. So that means we're not paving over or removing green space or open space preserving that green space and open space in urban areas, which is uh, critical for a number of reasons. In the U.S., we tend to add housing through sprawl or by adding housing in yards or courtyards. This often requires the sealing of surfaces. And there are effects on rainwater inundation and flooding, and it also increases the urban heat island effect. So adding more homes without sealing surfaces is critical from a climate mitigation standpoint. Third, it allows more homes for more residents. There are a number of benefits with this. Businesses get more patrons. It helps uh, cities get the density that they need to better support transit, can increase the tax base, and make cities more economically productive. And hopefully cities are correspondingly investing in open space and other quality of life improvements to help facilitate the recompaction and intensification of these neighborhoods. For if you are a preserve-the-neighborhood character type, while Aufstockungen can preserve the more typical streetscapes that we see in older neighborhoods and accommodate more housing without replacing these buildings with large banal apartment blocks that take up half or all of a city block. And this is something that we saw everywhere in Vienna. These older buildings that are narrow and shallow would have new housing on top of them and Oftentimes, you couldn't even tell that there was new building above it. It was just something you would see if you knew the project was there, which as an architect obsessed with the city of Vienna was pretty common, or if you saw it in Google Maps as you were kind of navigating around the city. Fifth point is that it's incredibly sustainable. If the most sustainable building is one that is already standing, then adding homes and increasing the lifespan of that building boosts that. It reduces the pressure for sprawl. It reduces the consumption of natural land, forests, and farmland. It induces more walkable neighborhoods. And so when you add up all of these aspects, it's really a driver of really strong way of redeveloping cities in a sustainable manner. And this one might be the most interesting for me as a planner, as an architect, is that I think that they have the potential for driving some really creative innovation. The demand for Aufstockungen in Germany and Austria has resulted in a number of systems-based and prefabricated element components, either with modules or panels, and much of it in wood or mass timber. Cities are seeing the potential here. The wood industry sees the benefits. They're investing the time and the research into developing these systems. And these are systems that can be installed incredibly quickly, sometimes in as little as a few days. And so there's a tremendous benefit to neighbors and existing residents as well, who don't have to deal with 12 to 16 months of non stop construction. And so when you start to add all of these things together, the sustainability, the innovation, the recompaction, the reduction on consumption of open space, the reduction in displacement pressures, it really seems like it's a no-brainer, right? That it's something that cities should be mandating and incentivizing, something that government should be helping support. But there really isn't a lot of support for this kind of stuff in the U.S. My hope is that in the coming months, we'll start to realize that there's potential there. And so maybe we'll see a lot of movement around this topic. The potential for these could be tremendous. But one of the things that's really driving the realization of these in Europe is they have much better building codes. Yes, folks, this ties directly into the issue of point access blocks or single stair buildings. Let's say you have a small existing three-story concrete or block building with a single stair. In Germany, 
You could easily add a few stories above it with lightweight construction, like a component-based prefab mass timber system. The staircase and the fire-protected walls around it would simply be extended vertically. And you could even do this with buildings that are five, six, and even seven floors tall. This is an area where building codes in the US make it significantly more challenging. In the US, if you have an existing three-floor single-stair building, Adding additional floors, at least outside of Seattle and New York City, where you can go up to five or six floors, would not be possible without the addition of a second protected or exterior stairway. This stairway would likely have to be snaked through existing floor area, thus requiring a much more intensive process than you would see in most European projects, where they're just extending the stairway and building on top of the roof. Another component is most housing in Europe under eight or ten stories is not even sprinklered. In the U.S., if you didn't have sprinklers, you'd have to retrofit to include sprinklers to be allowed to build higher. We also have significantly higher construction costs in the United States, and we have a built environment that does not consist mostly of masonry or concrete buildings. And what this does is it kind of ensures that these types of projects tend to be incredibly rare and largely only for wealthier residents or well-off established entities. But it's interesting to me that this isn't the case in Europe. Many Aufstockungen, many vertical additions, are extensions of existing social housing, so it's a way to add even more social housing. These additions are often paired with energetic retrofits, thus ensuring better interior environments for the residents, so no drafts, no condensation on windows, mold-free, and the energetic retrofit is also a buoy against energy spikes. Look at the cost of heating today in Europe. If your building had undergone an energetic retrofit five years ago, that spike, that cost increase, is likely much easier to deal with if your heating demand has dropped by 80 to 95%. And that's entirely feasible and possible with passive house retrofits. I can point to numerous retrofit projects that have hit those numbers quite easily. In Seattle and much of the West Coast, we have many buildings that are built well under zone capacity for a number of reasons. Two of the big ones being cars and sprawl. These buildings require seismic retrofits as well as energetic retrofits to meet modern energy and building codes. It seems like it's the perfect opportunity to incentivize recompaction, solve our housing shortage, address our climate crisis, and make better cities with vertical additions, right? It's solving all of these issues. And so this has kind of been a big question for me is how do we get cities, especially on the West Coast, to realize this, to incentivize this? And if you have some ideas, I would love to hear them. Or maybe more importantly, you should send them to your legislator so that they can write bills that provide funding and incentives for this very thing. Lastly, I want to note that this isn't an option limited just to housing. There are numerous projects that are additions to existing office buildings. There are vertical additions that have been done, completed, realized for institutions and schools. It's also a possibility. Two really stunning examples of this, Sauerbrook and Hutton's mass timber addition to an existing school in Berlin that is located in an East German Plattenbau. If you don't know this project, I'll provide a link in the episode notes. It's won numerous awards. It's really striking. In Graz, in Austria, AO Architekten designed a phenomenal mass timber addition for a secondary school. Frankly, it incorporates some of the best daylighting I've ever seen in a building, let alone a vertical addition, an Aufstockung. So there is so much opportunity in recompacting our cities across a variety of building and project types. And on top of this, the demand for housing in urban areas will continue to increase. Cities will need to find paths to preserve existing multifamily housing while accommodating new housing. Aufstockungen, vertical additions, 
allow specifically for this potentiality. And they do it in a way that doesn't consume additional green space. It doesn't take up yards. It doesn't require the demolition of trees in that neighborhood. Their potential is incredible. And so if you are interested in discussing vertical additions, Aufstockungen, component-based solutions, incorporating mass timber for new buildings or housing, please get in touch with us at Large Lab. This is very much in line with the kinds of projects that we would love to be working on. And so that's our show for this week. I'll add some links to the projects and studies mentioned in this episode. Ciao, ciao. Thanks to our listeners for joining us on the Livable Low Carbon City podcast. We'll be back with another episode soon to broaden the discourse and highlight how we can co-create a low carbon urban future together. If you'd like to know more about what Larch Lab is doing, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. I'll add the link to the episode notes. Mm-hmm.